the women's basketball team who their season ended a few weeks ago, but obviously they came as close as they have ever really. I guess maybe you could have the exception of that 2021 year where they were the first team out from being in that arch bid in the NCAA tournament. But this one, I think you could definitely say they were closer. They led a lot of the way against East Carolina. And then in that second half towards the tail end, the Pirates just went on a run and, and were able to take that automatic American Athletic Conference bid from them to get into the NCAA tournament. Now, it looks like Ron Huey is going to be back for his the Houston's first season in the Big 12, which it's, I mean, I don't know if you can call it dis- the divisive or if you could call it controversial would be the better word, but it'll be his 10th season leading the program. Uh, Bria Patterson announced that she's going to return for another year with the Houston Cougars, the first in the big 12, but what kind of first with that championship game in the American Athletic conference where East Carolina made a run at the end and, and they were able to escape with the, with the automatic bid. What are kind of your thoughts on how the women's season ended? I think that game was just indicative of their entire season, their inability to finish games and close out games. It really gets teams they were better than. And outside of that, I mean, I want to start with Coach Huey. I watched um, you at Chris's other show, and I I heard both of you guys' opinion on if he should be brought back or not. And so I I want to start there and and give my opinion. You guys also mentioned, um, well, Chris raised the question, does Houston care about women's basketball? And I'm going to go out and say they do. And I want to bring a bigger question. You just now seeing, well, it's not even a question. Um, it's a, I want to bring a different opinion because you just now seeing for the first time that March Madness, March Madness pick up women's basketball. So I guess the question is, um, does the 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 world, does the basketball world care about women's basketball? And I, I, you see it growing. And so not only just indicative to Houston, I think that's an overall thing. Houston, for the first time this year, from what I've seen, they were advertising women's basketball. And so that's a step in the program, but the just overall in the global perspective, continue to a- advertise women's basketball. And then going back to Coach Huey, um, I definitely don't think he's above criticism. And I think he deserves criticism throughout his tenure from not reaching – um, the goals that he um, voiced. And um, and so in, in that aspect, did, did they fail? I would say yes, and I'm sure he agreed. But there's different things that this program went through that people don't even know about. And would you have to take into account when you're overall judging and asking, should a man keep his job? And which and I also I want to make this caveat. I don't think it's fair to compare him to Cole Sampson in the mid side. That's 100 percent an unfair comparison because the men's had. Of course, they share the Guy V. Lewis um, arena and also they share the Fatita Center. But it's, it's just a total different, different um two different jobs, two different resources. Cole Sampson it's just totally unfair to do that. And and I heard both of you, well, I think it was Chris, or maybe I heard you guys do that on, on your other show. And it's just free plug, folks talking sports. Make sure you guys check out Fire Show. I tune in from time to time. Free plug. You guys do an amazing, amazing job. And so, but um, Coach Shuey, starting with the year that they had, the 1920 year, they beat Oklahoma, then they lost their best player, to um 
who she had her own issues. It was something that was uncontrollable from the program. So you lose your best player, you continue the season, and you don't finish the season how you would like, but obviously so because you miss your best player. That next year, um, you have a good year, one of the first four out, but then that's where I think, in my opinion, um, I don't know what it is, but Coach Huey was not able to retain his best player in that season, who was Maya Crump. She left the program, went to Jackson State, and which, to her credit, they won a SWAC championship, made it to the NCAA tournament, won the game. And so kudos to her for her achievements and her team's success. But going back to Houston, I think his inability to retain talent, you have to be able to retain that talent, add that talent to what you have, and to be able to to build a program. And so, I mean – I don't know what it was about that, and I don't know if what it is, but I do have insight players who play for him who I'm really, really close with who give me different tidbits and different things that they go through on, on a day-to-day basis. And so there definitely was a culture shift from that first four out season into now. I think the culture now is 100% in place. I think now they um, not only believe in what he's preaching, but it's a sense of togetherness. Before that, he was still kind of piecing together team, and it wasn't to, it wasn't no togetherness from what I've heard from sources who played from the program. And so now that I think he has that in place, and of course, they, in my opinion, I want 100% agree they underachieved the last three years, primarily looking at the talent that they have. You can't blame talent because you have talent, and I don't do that. You um, really have more talent than most of the opponents that you played. And then and last year, there are so many close games, and so does he bite the bullet and say, okay, maybe I should have coached better, and then some of that is on the players from turnovers and, and what have you. But just looking forward, going into the Big 12, I don't think you hit the reset button going into the Big 12 in which you bring in a new coach, who knows? You now. This is thing that it could happen, and so I, I want to preface by saying this because you bring in the right coach, a big time coach. We saw in the on the men, well, not on the men's side, on the women's side with LSU and what they were able to do with Coach Kim Mulkey. First year LSU, um, last year they had, but the success the success that they had this year in her second year, I mean that's tremendous. So if you can bring in a high profile coach who can do some of the things that she did, did you make that move? But if you cannot and, and you, you are aware of the culture and what's been going on inside the program, outside of on the floor, then, OK, you you, you see and you analyze, go, OK, I, I'll give you another year. And then just look at there's no expectations going into the Big 12. You see with that how they finished this year, the expectation is to be at the bottom from the outside, not, not, not from inside the program from just people on the outside. Um, even like Chris, I'm sure Chris's expectation, your expectation is going to be for them to be in the bottom of the big 12. And so when you have that expectation, now you're like, okay. And you guys also mentioned um, what he's making. Well, Chris mentioned what he's making and the money that he's making. And so keeping that into account as well, why reset in which you can come in and get your, team in the big 12 allow them to play and however they finish whatever they do or not but there's no expectation so why not keep him allow him to um 
coach one year in the Big 12, his last year, his contract, I believe. Um, I don't know his contract. I never looked into his money or his contract. I never looked. So I learned on that show. It's another good reason why you people should tune into Folks Talking Sports because it's such a great show, great information, great all of that. But I think it's a great job for them retaining Coach Huey and staff because you've seen the talent that they've been able to recruit, whether it be Transfer Portal um, or recruiting like Layla Blair. And so – you allow him to see, okay, you can retain talent, but can you win? You didn't, you, you, you had a, um, a, uh, you didn't, you underachieved in this last year in the American, but I'll give you a chance in the Big 12. That's just my opinion. His contract, his contract runs through 2025, I believe. After he got an extension after that, um, 2021 year when he, he, the team was just that final first team out in the NCAA tournament. But I'm curious to, to follow up to your point. Obviously, and I agree 100% when it comes to the expectations heading into the first year in the Big 12, there really aren't none. You know, they're not going to be expected to go in there. And quite frankly, even if they were in the middle of the pack of the Big 12, that should be considered a lot of success, uh, especially when it comes to how highly touted the Big 12 is and, and really how not to the American athletic conferences in regards to women's basketball. But I'm curious, you do bring up a great point, but what would you evaluate if with the expectation expectations are so low, how would you evaluate a successful year for Ron Huey? And it, it is going to be a transition year regardless, because I don't, I don't think it would be fair with the decision that's being made that he's coming back for him to, okay, win this set amount of games when it'll, it, it is going to be a transition phase. Yeah, um, for me, my expectations are always I don't celebrate mediocrity. And so I'm not going to get on here and celebrate mediocrity. And so I'm not going to say successful if they are mediocre or in the middle of the pack. Like you said, I agree 100 percent. That should be celebrated for some. But for me, in my personal opinion, I won't celebrate it. And so I think um, he should be pushing for NC. That's the standard. I think it should be the standard. He mentioned it's the standard, and the standard shouldn't change just because you're entering a new conference. I think now that you have that, now you should be able to recruit more talent, um, whether transfer portal or out of high school, and keep them in Houston because there's so much talent in the Houston. It go other places. Um, and so I, I think the standard should be reaching the tournament. And so – you have this now. There's really no excuses in regards of you're in the Big 12, a big conference. You can get these type of players. They can't turn you around because you're an American. They and so now it's on him and the staff to go out get those players. Not only that, continue to build on what you've the culture that you've built and be able to translate that into wins. And so I, I can't really say what I would think is a successful. I just think you have to be pushing to be in the NCAA tournament. I, I don't think you celebrate, well, you was in the middle of the pack. Oh, good job because our expectation was so low. In my opinion, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Could it be something as simple as, heck, one of the biggest struggles of this women's team this past season was how much on offensively they just couldn't consistently score. They'd go through stretches. I mean, they were a phenomenal defensive team. That's what put them in position to be able to win that automatic bid in the American. But at the end of the day, that offensive struggles really kind of reared its ugly head. And that was, at the end of the day, the ultimate detractor that kept them from that tournament. Could it be as simple as, 
hey, you're a much better offensive team. Maybe defensively you're at the same level or, or not that far off. That's improvement. Let's see what you can continue to build with the Big 12 resources. Oh, 100%. Because I think defensively, I mean, you just, they're one of the best defensive teams in the, in the nation, in the country. And so, but offensively, that, that's where their struggle is. And so how does Coach Huey and staff develop? Because we always talk about player develop, but coaches have to develop as well. I mean, you, you, you see Coach Sampson that I watch Coach Sampson from afar, and I still see him every year developing as a better and better coach. Not comparing the two, but just comparing – the program that I've seen and actually studied. And so I think it's a step in Coach Huey to develop and, and to open up more offensively. I think he did open up more offensive and got not so much dribble drive and got more pick and roll in different sets. But now you have to take that next step. And then, I mean, I like it. You focus on defense, but the game name of the game is putting the ball in the hoop. I mean, you you can stop a team all you want, but if they you're not going to stop them and hold them to a shutout. And so at the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the hoop and you got to put your players in the best positions for them to execute offensively. And so just starting with Layla, I think Layla Blair is such a tremendous talent. And we saw her game grow year by year. And I actually think her best game came, in my opinion, in the t- uh, in her career was um, it was in the American Conference. I can't remember the game, but just off the top of my head, maybe she had 12-something points, maybe eight or nine assists, maybe one turnover. And so just sticking with her, she's a player that I'm going to put a lot of expectation on, a lot of um, responsibility on to help this team get to the next level. But it's more than her. You have to have the right part pieces around her for her to be able to flourish. We're looking at their star lineup from last year. You got Tatiana Hill, who was a tremendous player, had a great career for Houston. Then you had Bria Patterson, um, who's a good player, another tremendous. Then you had uh, um, you had Jones, and then you had Brittany Onyeje. And out of those players, only Layla and arguably Bria as well, player who can create for themselves. And so and I feel like I could have coached against that team because of defensively they're a juggernaut, but offensively they have their struggles because you only have one player who can that can create. And so you have to run almost perfect offense, ball movement, and execution to be able to get a good look on the shot. And so uh, with the resources, like you mentioned, Big 12 resources, you have to recruit better talent to help your best player um, flourish and put her in the best position to help the team and not only help the team, but actually help her, herself. One final thing, and and this is, just, again, kind of it's, it's, it's a transition year regardless of how you phrase it. It's now that it looks like it, it, Huey's going to be back, I think, again, you're making that commitment for it doesn't make sense if, well, this is our first year in the Big 12, a new coach, it'll be really hard on them. I think I'm curious to get your opinion on this. If you're going to commit to Huey being that head coach during the first year, you got to at least guarantee two years, in my opinion, because it or else you're kind of not really setting a, a fair expectation. Again, going back to it, it's hard to evaluate this team because if you say you get one year, the 
expectation, which would be heavily unrealistic in my opinion, is when the Big 12 gets to the NCAA tournament or you're out. To me, that's a waste of time for both head coach Ron Huey and for the program, in my opinion. I think you got to guarantee him, you know what? We're going to stick with you. Um, you got two years. See out your vision. Like you said, recruiting is a big part of it now that we are going into the Big 12 conference. There's got to be – the wheels has got to start turning. That's how I see it now that you you make that decision. You're bringing Huey back. You got to give him at least two years to see if you can see the tide starting to turn. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that one bit. I think I agree. I think a one-year assessment could be viewed as unfair, but at the same time, you got to take the entire time in totality. And so, I, but I definitely agree. I think two years would be fair, and I, and I don't think um, it's it's the difference between the Big Twelve and the American. He doesn't have to win the Big Twelve to get into the tournament. And so versus the American, you almost got to win it to get in or have a season like South Florida did and where you have a player to really, really hard non-conference schedule and farewell in that non-conference schedule, then have a really good conference schedule in the American, and then you can have an automatic bid. It's different when you're in the Big 12. You can lose 9 to 10, uh, 12 conference games and still make the tournament. And so uh, I, I think it, it, it has to be – you have to show that you not only can you compete, but you have to win and not be a bottom feeder team. I don't think you can celebrate and be like, oh, it's our first year in the Big 12. Oh, we won four or five games. I, I don't think you can celebrate that. I, I think you have to actually compete because they played against Big 12 teams last year, SEC teams in which they competed, close matchups. And so I don't want to hear that you don't have the talent. You have the talent. And you can continue to recruit the talent, add to that talent. Now it's just about your players learning how to execute, learning how to win, and the coaching staff continuing to put those players and the team in the best position to win and to close out games. And so I think two years would be fair. But this first year, I, I think you you have to be competing and pushing. I don't I agree with you. Like the expectation to win a big 12 conference title in the first year. I don't expect that at all. I don't I don't expect that. But I think you have to com- be able to compete in the Big 12. And if you can compete and win some games, you can make it to the tournament. It's not like the American where you got to win it first or second and you don't get an automatic bid. I think that's a, that's a fair point. But I think the biggest struggle with, with the UH teams, I guess it's interesting now that it is a fair point. The Big 12 is going to be viewed much differently than the American Athletic Conference, but for the past few years, they've have had to recruit, a, or not recruit, they've had to schedule a tough non-conference schedule, and the biggest issue with the women's teams has been slow starts the last couple of years, and then once they got into the American Athletic Conference schedule, I'm just looking at this season, even though they were able to make a bit of a shift, I mean, they were 6-12 and 12 when conference play started. They were around 500 by the time it ended. But even even that, I mean, they could have gone undefeated in conference. It would have still been really hard for them to get an at-large bid. 